Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Homo Sapiens. Do take a seat. I hope you've got a pen and paper ready because we are discussing all kinds of sexual liberation with Bobby Box. If you haven't heard part one, go back and get it on the feed. This is a great episode. Here it is. The next question we asked people was, have you ever experienced sex dying off in a long-term relationship? 81% of you said yes. 19% of you said no. So an overwhelming majority. Um... So first up, someone who said yes, uh, from um, someone on Instagram. I'm just keeping everyone anonymous. Um, I've been with my partner for 20 plus years. Good on you. It's not so much expressing what we like, but finding the spark and igniting the conversations and play that used to come easily. Ah, Fascinating. And so relatable. Mm, Isn't it? Yeah. So to keep the spark going, is that where we're... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So... Something that has been actually um, like scientifically found to be true is going honestly something as simple as like a date night, but like going to a hotel afterward. And like, it's like a change of like hotel sex is more exciting because you're in a new space and like maybe you've had a few drinks with dinner or before dinner, you know, because sometimes you don't want to have sex after you've eaten because you're feeling kind of. Because you went for the tacos. No, I'm joking. Yes. And you're feeling (laughs) full and not sexy. Yeah. So I would say. Honestly, it's it seems like it's too obvious an answer, but this is like a legitimate issue that even in like a three year relationship, I started experiencing where I'm like, oh, no, like there's like a dip in like, I don't want to have sex with you as much anymore, you know? Mm. So there's just, I guess say it's always keeping it fresh, always, you know, listening to your partner's love language and like feeding that love language a lot and surprising them, keeping them on their toes, like things like coming home with a sex toy or something like that, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know we're, uh, this isn't just a gay podcast or anything like that or topic, Mm. but um, I know they say um, 70% of gay men are cool with their partners going outside of the relationship every so often. Mm. And like 60%, I believe that number was. And that was because they were like, I know you have your needs, but like, it's not Mm. there right now. Like we will, we still have sex, but you want that excitement outside. So I would say, in couples that aren't open, try to create that excitement within the relationship. So mm-hmm. do these hotel trips, go to a, um, like a, there's a lot of in Toronto, at least like sex venues where you could just go and have like a drink, but like, you're kind of surrounded by sexiness and there could be couples in another room having sex or a burlesque show, something that makes you feel sexy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know me, if I buy like some, a jock strap or underwear or something, want to put them on, take pictures for my partner that can get it going. If I've never done that for a while, it's just, I would say switching things up because what happens in long-term relationships is you fall into a pattern and then, you know, things get, I don't want to say boring, but like predictable. And you're just like, Oh, here's sex again. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. I'm going to, 
the science is wrong of this, but I remember reading this fascinating article that was along these lines, which was like, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's a rush of dopamine when you're with them, you know, like, and that intensity between the two of you is not something that will stick around. It is physically impossible for it to stick around. Yes. So know that and know that what apparently... The dopamine gets replaced with oxytocin, which is much more the kind of cuddle, softer, gentler love hormone, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens when that, that starts to happen is you think you're doing something wrong or there is something wrong with the relationship. And I think it's really important to know that that is just how it is. And yes. also, when it comes to sex, like Catelyn Moran, a bit of a British institution, great. She she did this article that was about the maintenance shag because it's Britain, um, yes. and you know, actually, it has to be consensual and all of this stuff and in consensual. And each time you have this this scheduled sex, but the more the more sex you have, the more you actually get used to doing it in a long term relationship. And I yes. would have been so anti that as a concept. I have to say, I really would, because I think it lacks the sort of spirit of whatever. But I was really persuaded by what she was saying. And actually, because part of what you were just saying a second ago is like long-term relationships, it's like you have, I think about it like this. It's been, well, it's been enormously useful for me in my relationship uh, is you met someone, you you were really attracted to them. You wanted to have loads and loads of sex with them. Then you started a business together. The business was your life. And the life has tons of admin. And I don't particularly want to have sex with people who I'm doing admin with because it's very, very different headspaces. So (laughs) know that talking about taking the bins, the trash out is a very different, is not a sexy thing and it's never going to be. However, it is absolutely a necessary part of your life together because you're partners and you really enjoy each other's company. So that's how you've come this far to have a dog and a been and a blah blah yeah but that is different it's incredibly different it's, when you knew each other the first time and you were having wild sex uh imagine you were lucky enough to it you didn't have any commitments or any responsibilities so of course it was easy and yeah. and so so i think do schedule in sex obviously you've got to want it in the moment but yeah yeah so um there's a thing there's um spontaneous and uh responsive desire there's two types of desires that we as human Ooh. beings have okay and um spontaneous is just like where you get horny out of the blue and you're like let's do this and that's usually common in the beginning of relationships you know like your your girlfriend boyfriend of a week comes over and you just want to have sex immediately before they even walk through the door yeah that's spontaneous you're just like oh okay like let's just do this like i'm horny right now or we're at a restaurant let's go to the bath you know things like that yeah. um but in long-term relationships spontaneous desire goes away uh-huh. and it becomes responsive desire so your partner kind of has to do something to get like your horniness is a response to what your partner does or to what you do for yourself and that's what kind of becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. And I want like to your point, I'm so glad you said that like it is completely normal because a lot of people do blame themselves in a relationship if the sex, you know, did I gain weight? Did I do this? Like it's not you. It's a the natural progression of a long-term relationship. It just happens. Yeah. But what you do is like any relationship, you got to put work into it. So you think of things, you know, even like a gift can change, you know, the mindset of someone like, I know that uh, 
you know, when I would get taken out for like date nights, like I would come home and like, be like, okay, I want, I will actually want to, like, this is my responsive desire to you doing something nice for me. Like I want to do something nice for you. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, actually want to physically yes. be with you and I'm excited, you know? Yeah. And also with long-term relationships, you know, this person is saying 20 plus years, I think, and I do, I do feel like this is slightly more an LGBT thing and I don't know why, but I do is one of the things I think requires work from everybody in a long-term relationship, be that a couple or a throuple or a quadruple, Mm -hmm. is you you have have sort of personal sexual desire and you can look after that, you can masturbate, right? And that can be part of your life and it's part of a lot of people's lives. But sometimes people can be very autonomous about that and actually that takes away your sexual desire when your partner's around because you kind of just had you know you just you just did spent that is what I'm trying to say and yeah you've got to make sure that you're making the time and investing to not do that and actually be in a relationship where you are working towards your sexual desires being directed towards each other if that makes any sense yeah because masturbation is always like the easy solution yeah. you know it's like i can do this i know what i like i could get it done i don't need to worry about like other person's needs but like in any aspect of a relationship you know you don't want to go see their in-laws nine times out of ten your in-laws <laughs> nine times out of ten either but you do it because you love them do you know yeah. what i mean it's no yeah. different sex sex is no different <laughs> i love that so am i masturbating in my in-laws or not i can't remember which you, you know what if that gets you going <laughs> So please, my mother-in-law doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't <laughs> think she does. Anyway, but the other thing you're saying about dinner, actually, when you take, you know, you go for dinner and all of that is timing. Like, I think matching your timings for sex, like, because some mm-hmm. people don't like it in the evening, some people do. And I think you kind of got to find your common ground there. Absolutely. And, and talk about that as well, because sometimes maybe you're not having sex because you're just, you're out of step. So try and find a time that suits you both. Yeah, so I... A lot of, you know, scheduling sex doesn't sound sexy at all. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, well, time for sex. But it doesn't have to be like that. It's you. The, it's all about perspective, right? Like, instead of being like, oh, well, we're scheduling sex. It's like, we're making time for each other to be intimate with one another. We're just saving this time for each other. Yeah. You know? And again, sex doesn't have to be, you know, get on all fours and I'm going to mount you from behind. It can be mm. like... <laughs> You know, it could be like, you're going to set some candles, you know, have, you know, an appetizer together. And then you start massaging one another and let things naturally progress the way that they will. I find that a lot of people put so much pressure on sex and, you know, penetration is a high pressured act. You know, you've Mm. got to make sure that your erection is going to stay. You've got to make Mm. sure that it's not going to be painful. You've got to make sure that, you know, a lot of people want to make sure that, you know, they're freshly shaved. They're this, they're that. Like there's a lot that like we place on ourselves pressure wise that we're going to be judged or we have to perform a certain way. Yeah. And schedule it in. Right. But schedule it in because modern life is not built for intimacy at all, you know, or for any kind of gentle, a connection and play you know schedule it in you don't have to have sex but like take time to be intimate and be playful with each other and nice to each other you know what I mean and and connect is what I'm trying to say and yeah that will most often lead to sex I find yes and uh to what you said earlier about like you know if you might have uh 
different times, you know, that you like to have sex. Mm. You can always, you know, just kind of try to meet in the middle and do like your time one week, the other person's time the other week, or you can help them get uh, feel desire, you know, around your time by like, say you want to have sex in the evening, but like at the end of their shift at work or whatever, you send them a sexy picture, just, just kind of like get their, mm, the ball rolling a little bit, just to try to like maybe influence it a little bit. Yeah. And also like to remember that you are sexy, like, cause yeah. sometimes in a long-term relationship, you can think, do they fancy me? I don't feel at all fanciable, but that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. And with your partner, tell them when you think they are, yes. they are attractive, you know? Exactly. And know that things like, you know, your partner, someone, you know, walks by and your partner stare, catches a glimpse at them. It's not that like, that's a natural thing. Like, you know, we're human beings. I know a lot of people who get jealous at that type of thing. Be like, Oh, uh, well, yeah. you think they're more attractive than me? It's like, no, I'm with you. I've been with you for, you know, like this couple 20 years, like, you know, like this person, you know, they're attractive at face value, but I might not like other quality. Like there's just so many yeah. things. Yeah. I f- always found that really odd. And I always loved that my dad was with, with my mom, like, he was not gay as far as I know but uh he was like you know he would say to my mum like if he saw like a really handsome guy on television he'd be like Anne look how isn't he gorgeous look at that gorgeous young man or like look at that gorgeous girl and I really liked that he felt very comfortable to say that stuff one but two also like in relationships if if I'm with someone who's looking at someone and finding them hot I I'm like a great. You're alive inside. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. got nothing to do with me. It's like f- what? What am I? What? What fucking planet do you live on to think that you're the hottest person in the world and you're going to remain that in their eyes? It's just rubbish. Yeah, and like I have a friend actually who, if like they're dating someone and they kind of look at or they're talking to someone or interested in someone who looks nothing like them, they're like, well they look nothing like me. Like, am I even your type? And like, they go into like that mm. whole thing. And it's like, we all have different types. Yeah. N- like- now, it, yeah, that's fascinating actually. And I can relate to that because there was someone once who I was seeing who I discovered what they'd been looking at porn wise, right? Mm-hmm. This was me totally other end of the spectrum where I was really pissed off about what the per- the kind of people they were looking at because my own internalized shame that I wasn't as hot and manly as these people, basically. I was like, if you like that, why do you like me? And I think that was my own shit, completely my own shit. But yeah, I remember that. And actually, you need to realize that, like, we, I don't know, like, you said this thing about, like, it's okay to remove consent at any point, and, and it's also okay to use porn or sexual fantasy for things that you don't necessarily want all the time you know yes and a lot of the times you know our sexual fantasies don't reflect what we want in real life because it's just that like we're happy with that existing in a fantasy do you know what i mean like that's a big thing like um for me personally like group sex was always something that like was something i looked at in porn and everything where our gang bangs and stuff like that Mm. but putting me in that situation absolutely not (laughs) a lot of waiting around Uh, yeah and i'm like you know what do i really want all these people looking at i don't know probably not do you know what i mean so it's just like but that's something that to this day i still watch in porn but like i'm totally not gonna do that ever but i'll never say never yeah just for anyone (laughs) listening it's not a no but uh it's like 
they edit out the weird waiting around gangbangs i think it's just like i would i i wouldn't cope very well in that but no. i i do i also think generalizing slightly but the most closest to fantasy sex i've ever had in my real life it's always been the worst sex actually like mm-hmm. I, I remember having sex with someone in new york city actually um i'm just being really honest and you know uh it was very like they were someone who it all felt quite toxic masculinity if i'm honest uh, like, yeah yeah was, yeah we've like we fall into that quite aggressive sort of like slam you around Ugh. type thing mm-hmm. which i think on paper i would have thought was really hot and i remember just sort of being in it being like i'm really not enjoying this, this is no just so i I I need to know that if we're doing that, there's a link and a, a sense of play about it. And there was no sense of play. Right. And see, that that's something with me, too, is uh, people are usually surprised to find out that I don't sleep around a ton. Like, right. yeah. if my job, people would assume that, you know, every, each night of the week, someone new knocking at my door. <laughs> but I've got, like, I've got boundaries that I like to establish. And... Uh, that if you cross them, I'm done. Mm. So I like to kind of keep, uh, you know, a handful of people around to be like, you know what I what I like. I know what you like. Let's enjoy our time together. Because there are those moments where someone just comes in and they just think that, mm. you know, your butt is a vagina, essentially, that it, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they just go to pound town you know like you need to love on it a little bit even vaginas you know you need to jackhammering mm. i don't know where it's porn obviously but this jackhammering mm. sex is something that a lot of men in particular penis owners think is what we want but rarely the case maybe for I, a little bit yeah and then going back to more yeah well there's a, by the way i love the name penis owners um I think my worst sexual experiences were always ones where I felt that person, and obviously I was only having sex with gay men, but like uh, I felt that person slightly leave the room (laughs) or, and certainly it wasn't about me. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, I could not be here. I am actually just an object. And I, you know, and I, I think it's complex because I think, in in play sense in sex like you can almost play that with a wink and a nudge of like we're just going to be really no holds barred and 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 cheeky and I'm trying to think of all the best words to describe that but I do sort of feel very very strongly that people need to know that sex sort of always should be amazing and there should be a sense of deep respect and connection and if you're not getting that please don't think that that's anything to do with you you deserve better and you can find that right and on the opposite end of it too just realizing that yeah sex is we're all human we're gonna make mistakes Mm. sex can be messy sex is messy you know because yeah and it's it's it just seems to be like so much more intense because it is such a vulnerable act Mm -hmm. and that these intent everything just seems so much more intense but like we were saying earlier i think that the biggest thing is to know what you like and to try your best to communicate with that, that person mm, what you enjoy mm, and if yeah. it's hard to do with someone you've just met or someone that you know like like you were saying a lot of my you know random hookups have been absolute disasters because it's like 
oh, we we don't match on any level sexually. No, and actually people, I remember just being in situations where it's like, we don't match on any level, so I'm just going to fuck you, you know? And it's like, I, and I was young. I should have just left, but I don't. I know, right? Mm. And that's the thing is you, that's another topic too, is consent within the queer community is a big one. Mm. I have a post about that too, but it's, yeah, a lot of it's like pressure to just stay and do it so that you don't like i think that's for everyone though you know you stay and you're like regardless of gender or or into sexual orientation is you just like you don't want to disappoint the other person or like embarrass yourself by leaving but it's like like i said consent can be revoked at any time and it should be if you're not comfortable yeah and if that person's cool they will in a split second and that's the part yeah (laughs) and that's the scary part is if they're not okay with it you know and that's if they're not, grab the nearest ashtray and whack them around the head. No, exactly. Don't. No, yeah. but, but you know, look Put after yourself. Look, look after yourself. Like fuck them mm-hmm. if they're going to be weird about it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I'll go on to the next question, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Do you ever feel judged for wanting casual sex, we asked our listeners? 59% of you said yes. 41% of you said no. Interesting. Should we be judged, Bobby? Oh, of course not. I I don't think so at all. I think that casual sex is kind of just, it's like that spontaneous desire I was talking about earlier. If you want it, you go out and get it. Like, I think that, you know, as much as I hate to mention it because it's always synonymous with my job, but sex in the city kind Mm -hmm. of helped normalize that type of behavior where people are like, these women are just going out and having sex with random, like, you know, like Mm. these men they meet. It's like, that's what we should be doing. And I find that in areas outside of like in more metropolitan areas that kind of attitude is a little more freely given you know we're like in the suburbs or like more rural areas it's like no that's not we don't do that here and i think it's just like yeah you know yeah with like marriage and everything like that you know like everyone in the city i find gets married at a much older age and people in like the suburbs rural towns get married younger ages it's just like part of like it's the mentality that you grow up with and i find that queer people in particular have more casual sex because we don't relate to these heteronormative scripts that are given Mm. to us Mm. and we're like well why am i having casual sex when i want it whenever i want it 
mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. whatever these people, I always want to know who these rules are coming from too. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, probably religion. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you got to just understand yeah. that you got to do what you want to do and nobody's judging you for it. And if they are, then that's a them issue. And there there's a good chance that it's jealousy because you're getting out and getting what you want and they want to have that confidence as well. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, we spoke to Yasmin Benoit, for example, who is an aromantic, asexual person. Right. Don't feel judged for not wanting casual sex and not wanting sex and knowing that like you, every relationship in your life is equally as valid. It's something too that I recently, I went to Mexico with a group of friends, all gay. So it's like, you know, Mexico was Port of Vallarta. So it's a very like, it's like gay Mecca, like very sex driven. And one of our friends is very, uh, leans more asexual and felt a little uncomfortable at moments I felt. And I was like, well, let's just go grab a bite to eat or a drink Mm -hmm. over here. Like, you know, it's because being a asexual in a sexual environment can be uncomfortable because you feel like you're not like everyone else or you feel Mm. othered. And it's just, yeah, I think it's, it's also like sides. It's a lot more common than people think, but Mm. we're ashamed to admit it because it's not considered normal. No air quotes. Yeah. That atmosphere that you can get at those, uh, I I suppose my experience would be all male gay parties Mm -hmm. where you're like, you know, if anyone's ever asking a question, like, is there, can you, is there a feeling in a room that is intangible? Yes. Like, you'd like walk into the room and you're like, fucking, this is, I find it really intense. It's like, I feel like someone just needs to like light a match and suddenly everyone will start having sex. There's so much desire for it. And personally, I don't like being in those spaces. I don't like the way people look at each other. I find it just a bit like. Right. Yeah. And I go, I've gone through so many internal dialogues and places like that. Like, Sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm not, but I rarely want to be looked, well, looked at maybe, but um, treated like an object. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's hot (laughs) to get that glance, but like, I don't want to be like, I'm a more intimate romantic kind of guy. So that's like, yeah, take me home and like, love me, then cuddle me, you know? Yeah, lovely. The dream. I think also, if I'm being really honest, I think it's also that I feel like I'm going to fail in those spaces because there's always a guy with his top off who's got an amazing body next to me and everyone wants to have sex with him more than me. And then, and I'm like, I'm not going to, this is, I'm just being really honest. I reckon that's what's going on as well. So I decided I moved to judgy. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that all of us do. I really do. And I think that it's overcoming that in those spaces because now I go to them and I don't feel that way, but it took me going honestly this year, going to Mexico to get over that part of myself because it was, I was like, you can like, I would never voice it out loud, but I'd be in my head like, Oh, I don't like this space. And then I was Mm. like, well, why don't I like this space? And I was like, Oh, because you feel insecure right now. Like, it's not the space, it's you, you know? So it's like, yeah, so. So Bobby, I'm aware I've taken up tons of your time. So I just want to do a quick fire. There's some questions that people have written in for you. So, Oh, amazing. How can I increase my sex drive? 20s loved it. 30s would rather watch TV in PJ's help. Oh, boy, that is so relatable. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) it really is. So something I found personally helps me is um, just kind of, starting by touching myself and kind of like, you know, once you kind of get the ball rolling, it's not like we can have responsive desire with ourselves Mm -hmm. where we're not going to be spontaneously turned on. But if we maybe get the ball rolling, throw porn on randomly, even if you're not feeling it at all, you Mm -hmm. could get into it. If that's like something that's in your head, 
or you know like i just recommend or like we were saying before go walk into a sexy space that Mm -hmm. we weren't in because the more as you mentioned earlier in the podcast we've talked about a lot of things that like i've personally found true as well is when you have sex you crave more of it so Mm. that could be the way to kind of because your head gets used to that like dopamine rush and it's like hold on i remember now let's get Mm. this you know i want it again so that would be my recommendation and is there anywhere that you can recommend that has because you know what we quite rightly say you know porn is you know don't be ashamed of watching porn let's engage with it but then often then you hear this thing well you know, porn corrodes your brain because it's so unrealistic. Are there any actual websites, <laughs> clue that I've never looked at them, where there is like good porn that doesn't rot your brain? <laughs> well, do you know what I personally, I always think people should pay for their porn because, you know, mm-hmm. sex workers are working. It's a job like any other. You should be compensated for your work. Mm. So I like to, you know, I use Twitter as a way of, uh, cause it can be very NSFW. So like you can yeah. like go on Twitter and see clips of like only fans and stuff. And if you kind of, you find you like what they're doing, cause it's very like, I know, uh, only fans couples who have sex, they're like a monogamous relationship. So it's very loving and it's very passionate and amateur looking. So it's like, if you like that pay for them for a month, you know, five bucks a month. And if you get into it, then like, you know, they might introduce you to somebody else. And I just say OnlyFans is the way to go because not only is the money going directly to the performer, they have to pay a little bit for being on the platform. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of gets the studios. It's like, because they used to take Mm. advantage of sex workers so much. So yeah, give, pay for your porn and find someone who just kind of like personalizes it to your taste because there's so many out there. There's bound to be one that you're really into. Yes, absolutely. That's such great advice. Um, Okay, so next one is, I think that my husband of 23 years is asexual. Any advice on living with this? I think um, that's something that if they're okay not having sex and you're okay pleasuring yourself, then that that could be a compromise there. But if that's Mm. a big issue... I think a conversation needs to be had, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if they're asexual and, you know, maybe open-minded and know that they're asexual and they're like, you know, if it takes the pressure off me, I don't mind you say having sex outside the relationship mm-hmm. occasionally or hiring a sex worker. So it's less like emotionally, it's just business, you know, mm-hmm. you're taking care of. So I would say, yeah, like self-pleasure or, you know, having that difficult conversation and, exploring other options like ethical non-monogamy yeah i think the first bit where you say i think that my husband 23 years well let's get through that and let's get a certain answer first so you've got to talk about it and then you've got to see it as a challenge for both of you that both of you can solve together in a manner which you're both happy about and that can be anything from I don't want to do this anymore more, and therefore let's break up or to, well, we've decided what would work best for us is that there, there was a, you know, a consensual sex worker situation, which a lot of people do. And we've mm-hmm. interviewed a lot of sex workers on this podcast who, you know, this is another di- topic, but it's like p- the people who want to be doing it. It's, it's not, um, sometimes it's viewed as something people don't want to do. And right. there's also this concept which I was introduced to, which I think is amazing, which is radical acceptance. So in a relationship, if you value the relationship and there is something in it that you really don't want to be happening, you can adopt or whatever you would say radical acceptance, which is I, I've i chosen to do something, i.e. never have sex again because I value the relationship more. And that's 
totally fine you Mm -hmm. you know and i don't feel like people talk about that i love that concept i've never Mm. heard of it before i love that yeah i think that's great yeah because as as long as i think both parties know that like the relationship is what's being prioritized Mm. you know it's like oh okay i love you but like this is something so i want you to be at your happiest because you know i think that's there's nothing more romantic than that no it's being both of you having agency in your own relationship because quite frankly there's only two of you in it so it's up to you two how it's run and we can become very passive in relationships and sort of talk about like we've ended up in the situation it's like well you're 50% of it you know have the difficult conversation and go this is this this is that you know and by the way they don't get easier but they are very necessary and the results are fabulous Yeah. And it's always putting in work, you know, like relationships are always going to be work, not just because you're together 20 years doesn't mean like you figured it out. There's going to be new hurdles and obstacles and everything like that. So, yeah. So final question for you, Bobby. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I tell a partner that I'd like the sex to be a bit less vanilla without offending them? Okay, well, this is something I have personal experience with. Um, I think it's kind of what I mentioned before is like, suggesting something that you've been into or like your friend said mm-hmm. that they tried this thing even if it didn't you know a little white lie <laughs> you know who can't, never hurt nobody but uh yeah so i would say like bring it up and if it's not like if you don't want to bring it up in such a uh direct way kind of do it with um context and be like i watched a clip i saw my mm-hmm. i mean my friend mentioned they did this and then like once maybe they've, or bring a sex toy, you know, things like that. But like, I know people get offended by sex toys. Some people mm. are like, well, why do you need a sex toy? Are I not enough? Mm. But it's like, okay, well, let's get over the toxic masculinity of that sentence, but <laughs> uh, different topic entirely. But uh, yeah, I would say that that's what you do. You just, it's always got to be, it's difficult to bring up, like we've been saying, but you've got to do it if it's something that you want and it'll be for the betterment of the relationship in the end. Yes, absolutely. Sorry. And I do have one more because I realize there's one, I feel like I would be under delivering for the listeners if I didn't ask this question. How can I encourage my partner to communicate more what they want in sex? I keep asking and saying what I like, which is linked to what we were just saying because we're like, oh, just talk about it. But she seems quite shy on the topic. So how can I co- encourage them to communicate more? Now that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, because it's kind of like I've done what you've said and it hasn't helped. Yes. Now what? I would say consensually explore new things and see how they react to it. Like, are you okay with me trying this on you? Are you okay with how does that feel? How does it like make it more like a thing? Well, you know, obviously I like to do this thing where um, when you're kind of exploring new uh, kinks or anything like that, the red light, green light, yellow light mm-hmm. game. So if they're good with it, they can say green. If they're not sure, they could say yellow. So you kind of slow and be like, are you sure you're okay? If yeah. red, that's a full stop. Let's not go there. They're not into it. Great. So yeah, it's just kind of something you can, it's like a safe word thing, but it's more, mm. Uh, playful in the way that mm. it's like I'm not sure so yellow light is just like take your time yeah I'm not sure yet that's really great advice Bobby do you have your own safe word I do red light green light I do that's what do I you? do and there will be times too where things get and I just go no 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 <laughs> like you know I'm you know all of to... you out all 15 of you yeah out everyone of out yeah exactly. <laughs> everybody out take your take your clothes with you um Bobby, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much. I could talk to you for 43 days and I would still 
have questions and things and i wonder maybe we could do another one of these when honestly uh, i would love that really yeah it's it's just been what you're doing is if you were on the curriculum the 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 shame quotient of the world would go down because sex and shame do not belong together people and you're doing amazing work about proving that thank you so much that means it's exactly what i set out to do so that's that means the world to me thank you brilliant well listeners write in tell us more questions let's keep talking about this tell us things that you want to talk about things we got wrong i'm sure i got loads of things wrong I also said embarrassing things about people had sex in New York. <laughs> Hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast is the email address at Homo Sapiens on Instagram, uh, at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to follow Bobby, it's at by Bobby Box or one word on Instagram. Follow Bobby, become sexually liberated. What more could we ask for? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Powered by Spirit Studios.